turn with me, if you will, if you haven't already, Exodus chapter 20. We are ready for um, the fourth commandment today in our series of the Ten Commandments. Chapter 20, verse number 4. I'm sorry, commandment number 4, verse number 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. I just remembered. Oh, well, maybe I have time. Maybe we'll do it at the end. I just remembered the video. I have a video for each week that I didn't set up. Um, so we've been in this series of the Ten Commandments. And, you know, if you popped in tonight to the, to the series, you missed kind of some of the setup. And so you don't have time to go back and set all it up. But basically, in a nutshell, we're, we're going through the Ten Commandments. And we started with the premise, are the Ten Commandments still valid for us today? And do we still, are we still bound by them? Do we still need to follow them? And, and, and we've, we've answered that question with each one as we've gone through. And, and basically, it's, it's not a, uh, uh, there is no basically, really. There, there's no simple answer to answer that question because the reality is Jesus said he fulfilled the law. He, he met the requirements. And the law wasn't bad. It wasn't wrong. And Jesus changed it because he needed a new system. The old one was broken. The old one was, was successful. It was completed. But it, but it was time to, to move on. And, and the requirements of the law um, were fulfilled, and Jesus fulfilled them and gave us a new covenant or a new testament. You know, believe it or not, I graduated from high school, just barely, even went to college. And, and you know, in, in high school, right, there's all of these, uh, if we use a biblical term, laws. You know, you have to get so many credits. You have to show up and go to class so many days. You have to be there at a certain time. There's rules. You know, you can't smoke indoors. You can't, you know, throw things at your teacher. You, you know, you, you have to follow the laws to meet the requirements. And so I, um, I, went, to, I went through high school and I, I met all of the requirements of graduation and I graduated. And, and then after that... I wasn't bound by those requirements anymore. They weren't bad. They weren't, um, you know, they were necessary up until a point. But, but now I don't have to go back to history class every day. Although I had a good time with Mr. McDougall. He was a fun teacher. He wore, this, he wore this big oversized coat and it was full of matchbooks. And he went in the teacher lounge and smoked about a pack of cigarettes between each period. And um, he was just the coolest teacher and uh, we had a lot of fun in his class. Um, but I, I finished, I completed, it was done. So, so as far as the law of Moses goes, as far as following the law, we're not bound by the law. Jesus said all of the law and the prophet is summed up in this one word. Anybody want to take a crack at it? Love. So... All the law and the prophets are summed up in this one word, love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself. Now you go through every one of the Ten Commandments, and are you going to murder somebody if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself? No. Are you going to steal your neighbor's things if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself? 
Are, are you going to covet your neighbor's wife, his cars, his things? Are you going to have adultery? Are you going to commit adultery against your wife, against your husband, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul? And, and your neighbor is yourself. So this one, in this one word, Jesus, Jesus said that it's all fulfilled. But that doesn't mean that we take the law of Moses and we just completely throw it out because there are timeless principles and and things that are true and are valid. And Jesus, as we've been looking at each week, Jesus took so many of the New Testament or the the Ten Commandments and and he reinstated them in New Testament language in in Matthew chapter 5 in the Sermon on the Mount when he said, you have heard that it was said, do not commit murder. Well, that's one of the Ten Commandments. And when Jesus said, you have heard it said in days of old, he was talking about Exodus chapter 20, where we are today. And he said, but I tell you, do not hate a brother in your heart, because then you've already committed adultery. You have heard it said, or you've already committed murder. You have heard it said, do not commit adultery. But I say to you, if you look lustfully upon a woman, you have committed adultery already in your heart. And so Jesus takes the concepts and he, 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 he writes them upon the tablets of our heart. But, but each one of the, the, the commandments, they're, they're, they're valid and they're valuable and they're part of God's word. And we, we apply them to our Christian living. Now, there's several different mistakes that people make concerning the law of Sabbath. Okay? And in the next 10 minutes, as, as we, we got, we, we don't have a lot of time now, unfortunately, because I, I got excited about Bible prophecy. And I'm just going to give you a little five-minute update, and that's how it always goes. And, um, but... Keeping in mind the verses that we read, and you could, you could go down and, you know, as I'm talking, if you want to kind of just read it a little bit, but basically remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So the first thing that I, I think that I want to address is, and again, several um, ways that I think that we, we can make a mistake on the Sabbath in answering the question, are we bound by the Sabbath law today of the Old Testament? Well, the answer is no. The, the, that's the, the simple answer. We, we cannot keep the law and the Sabbath according to the law. And unfortunately, for those that try to keep it and say that we, we're, we're bound by the Sabbath on this side of the cross, they themselves don't keep it. They give you a hard time because you don't keep it the way they do. But there, there's no way that they're going to keep it. In Israel, it, 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 is, it is the whole country is set up so that you can you can observe the Sabbath. In Israel, they have um, um, on from sundown Friday. By the way, the Sabbath is from God laid out the Sabbath from sundown Friday night to sundown Saturday night. That's the Sabbath. Sabbath day is like we want to celebrate, and people want to say the Sabbath is on Sunday here in the states. Well, well, the very premise that they start with is wrong because Sabbath is not on Sunday. Like you don't have to go very far to figure that out either. Like, where'd the Sabbath come from? Came from Israel, didn't it? Didn't it come from God's people? Well, then why do they celebrate it Friday night to Saturday night? And you want to argue with me that I don't observe Sabbath on a Sunday? Well, sorry, it's not on Sunday. It's on Saturday. But in Israel, in order to observe the Sabbath, they have things that are called Shabbat elevators. Jess, you remember riding Shabbat or seeing the Shabbat elevators when we were there? And, and so because you, if, if you electronically push the button in an elevator... Now you've, you've caused the elevator to do work, and that, that breaks the Sabbath rule. So, so the, all the elevators, they have two lines for elevators in some hotels. In some hotels, they have Shabbat elevators, and they have fancy hotels will have three elevators. They'll have the nasty Gentile elevator that I ride that I can get in and push the buttons. 
And then they have one that'll stop on every even floor and one that'll stop on every odd floor so that, a, so that a Jew on the Sabbath can ride in the elevator and not push the button and do work. Now, when I get in the nasty uh, uh, Gentile elevator, guess what happens? A bunch of Jews jump on the elevator with me. True story. Hey, can you push, can you push floor number 12? Sure. Jesus loves you. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll break the Sabbath for you so you can ride the elevator. And, 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 and that, that, that's, that's true story. That happens today in Israel. And all of Israel is set up this way with all the different things so that you can't. You're not, you're not allowed on Sabbath day, if you're following the law of Sabbath according to the law of Moses, you're not allowed to travel a certain distance from your house. So what the Jews did in ancient days, and which is there in Israel to this day, they would take a string... And, and the houses aren't very par- far apart, right? And so if I, draw a st- if I take a little piece of string and I attach one side to my house and I go 10, 15, 20, 30 feet, whatever I need to do to go to your house and I attach one to your house and we, we string a couple along down the street. Now, technically, I haven't left my house and I can travel pretty far because that string is technically my house. And, and guess what you find in the city of Jerusalem? Entire city. So that the Jews can travel around the city and not break the Sabbath. Like, did somebody not occur to somebody? Is that really the heart of God? Is that really God's intent for the Sabbath? And, and so when in the United States, when churches, when people, you know, Seventh-day Adventists, they've, they've made a, a major deal. Their church is even named after the idea of, and if you talk to a Seventh-day Adventist, you're, you're, you're a lawbreaker, you're dirty Gentile, and they're not even Jews, if, because you worship on Sunday. And you don't observe the Sabbath. But the, for every one of those Seventh-day Adventist members who judge other people on what day they, they keep holy or they raise the Sabbath, technically, they better walk to church, and it better be really close to their house, because if they get in their car and they turn the ignition switch, guess what they've just done? They've lit a fire. And you can't light a fire on the Sabbath. And, and, and you've caused the car to do work. And so you better walk. And, and again, there's, there's just no way that, that we can observe the Sabbath according to the law of Moses. Nor is it God's intention for us to um, you know, follow it that way. And so that's, that's one of the, the things that we see is where people, um, you know, what it, the Bible says, and I have all the scripture references, you guys, and I'm just trying to jam through now, unfortunately, but um, I'll, I'll read them out so you know them. But the Bible says, I forgot where I was going now. All right. Anyways, we're going to the next point. Following the, um, it just left me. Um, that's a scripture about Sabbath. Following the, you, you cannot follow the Sabbath according to the, the law of Moses. It's just, it's not going to happen in our day. Oh, this is what it was. Um, Sabbath is not, uh, man, it says, man was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath for the man. So you understand that? Man was not made for the Sabbath, but Sabbath was made for the Man, So that means that God didn't create the Sabbath as, as those who try to follow it legalistically and Seventh-day Adventists and other religions and other denominations who make a big deal of you observing the Sabbath according to the law of Moses. God didn't make the Sabbath, the, the, the day of the Lord, 
and then say, okay, man, now you serve the Sabbath because it's holy, it's my day, and you go and you have to like, you know, navigate through this special day to try to please God. God said, I made the Sabbath for men. Now, when, when did God give the, this law, this sab- Sabbath law? Did he give it to Adam and Eve in the garden? Did he give it to Abraham? Isaac? Jacob? Right? We're later than all that, right? We're, we're past all that. None of those guys had Sabbath law. None of those guys observed the Sabbath. It wasn't a law yet. It wasn't given. It was given when? On Mount Sinai, after the Exodus... And, and the Jews had not had a day off for 700 years, or 400 years, excuse me. They were slaves. You didn't get a day off. So when God says, hey, you get a day off, it was a blessing. It was a vacation. Basically, the, the, the law that God gave and the heart that He gave it, when He gave it, was, was not because He wanted us to, you know, follow this rigid line through, through the Sabbath. It was a day of vacation. He said, hey, I got one day a week, and I want you to take a vacation and take it off. And it should have been a blessing. And so many societies through human history, the idea of taking a day off a week is, is very foreign. For the Romans, the Romans mocked the Jews. They mocked the Jews for circumcision. And they mocked the Jews for observing a Sabbath because how are you going to conquer the world if you take a day off? You can't, you can't conquer the world in six days a week. What, what about today in today's culture? You know, the Japanese is, is the same way in the culture. You know, they're, they're hardworking, um, industrial, and they're not trying to conquer the world. They're trying to conquer their wallets. But you can, you can go on the Internet, and there are true cases in court in Japan. There was a guy in Japan. I forget, I forget his name. It's Ichiro probably. But was that derogatory? I'm just kidding. It was a joke. Probably a bad one, right? Ichiro's at baseball players from Japan. So anyways, um, he, he worked 80 hours a week for like 10 years. He would sleep an hour, a half hour a night. And he committed suicide because he, hadn't, he didn't take a day off in over 10 years. And his family sued the business and won in Japanese court because the guy never got a day off. And it caused stress that, that ended up in his death, in his wrongful death. And, 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 you know, so the idea to take a day off according to God's intent for you, for me, for God's people, it was meant to be a blessing. It was meant to be um, a, a, a prescription for life. And, and you know what? If we don't take a Sabbath, it, it's just healthy. So are we bound to it like the law of Moses? No. Is it a good idea is it, and that's, that's really lame language, a good idea. But is it a good idea for us to take a Sabbath? Is it healthy for us to take Sabbath rest? It's necessary. It's healthy. It's right. Now, again, it's, it's more than a good idea. It, it's God's intent for your life and for my life on this side of the cross. But not in, in a way that's, that's rote, religious, that's a deal where um, God is displeased if we don't follow it a certain way, if we get in the elevator and push the stinking button, that's not the heart of God. That's, that's not the heart of the Sabbath. It's meant to be a blessing. And, and you know what? We can work. And you might say, there's some people who say, yeah, you know, I, I understand the Sabbath and all that, but I, um, you know, I, I'm really behind. I've got to put food on the table. And, and it's just for a season. And, and you think you're going to get ahead. Well, the reality is you never get ahead. And that season just stretches and stretches and stretches. And my heart breaks. I got too many friends, personal friends, 
You know, they work hard. They work a hard five-day week. And then they go in on Saturdays for a little overtime. And it's just, hey, I'm just every once in a while. And then 10 years later, they've worked every Saturday for the last 10 years. And their kids are now, you know, growing up. And they worked every Saturday for the last 10 years. And, and they didn't get ahead. And, and, and when you work seven days, what happened in Israel when, when, God, when God brought the manna? It was the same concept. They, what happened in Israel is when He gave them this day off, and he gave them this rest. They got greedy. God laid it out. You'd think that people would be super ecstatic that God build into your life a, a, a day off a week. And you know how it worked in Israel. I wish we had these. We don't. In Israel, not only did they get one day a week off, every seven years they got an entire year off. And they got a, a Sabbath year. And then in Jubilee, in the 49th year, they got a year, a year off of Jubilee where everything went back to the rightful owners. And so what happened? Why did, why did the nation of Israel go into Bab- Babylonian captivity for 70 years? Why? Because for 490 years, they got greedy and God gave them a bumper crop on the sixth year because the seventh year they weren't going to, uh, they were supposed to let the land rest and, and take the year off. And miraculously, just coincidentally, on the sixth year, all the crops grew double, triple. And then they gathered it and they thought, we have all this. And if we grow this year too, and for 490 years, they never let the land rest. and They didn't observe the Sabbath year. And they were carried into captivity. They owed God 70 years of rest and the land. And, and they stayed in Babylon for 70 years in, in God's rest. And they never got ahead is the point. And so, for again, for us, you know, Paul tells us, listen, Paul says, you guys can just write these down, okay? Um, Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. Romans chapter 14, verses 4 and 5. Matthew chapter 12, Acts 16, 2. Get the tape. Um, all right, what was the last thing I said? Drawing blanks today. Huh? Is a scripture. Huh? No, no, no. Oh, get the tape. Before that, before I started reading all those scriptures. Let's try Colossians. Oh, that was it. Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. No one, let no one judge you in drink or regarding the fe- a festival or a new moon or Sabbath, which are a shadow of things to come, but substance of Christ. Paul tells us in Romans, is the one I was looking for, in 14, 4 and 5, he says, Let no one judge you concerning... Anybody? Let no one judge you concerning Sabbaths. One guy esteems one day above another. Another guy esteems every day. And so, you know, for some of us, and I know for some people, you know, in our church, especially in the, in the community we live in, the ind- industries that are around us, Sunday's a work day. Does that mean that if you work on Sunday, you're breaking the Sabbath? Well, Paul says you don't have to esteem one day. Maybe your Sabbath day's rest is Tuesday. And, and you honor Tuesday as a day unto the Lord. Because the, the issue is not as much the day of the week. And we don't have the days of the week right anyways. You know, you want to go back to, to calendars and issues. We, we really, we, we lost it somewhere. We don't know if today's Wednesday or really Saturday. We, we, we observe it a certain way. But there's, there's no day that's, that's esteemed higher than another. There's a concept of rest and, re, and relaxation and, and spending time with God and your family. And, and a day that we reserve as holy and dedicated unto the Lord. And, and we set a day apart in our week, in our lives, every 
once a week to spend time with family, to rest, to be with the Lord, to read, to fellowship, to have quantity time with our kids. And quantity time equals quality time. And, and, and so, and it's, it's, it's a health issue. You know, it's like, um, there, there's a journal, a health journal, and it says that one of the healthiest things you can do for a human body is, in this particular study, it's, it, it's twice a year. But if you will fast water only for three days every six months, the, the health-wise, it's one of the healthiest practices you can do for the human body. It's a cleanse. It's something that happens in this study, proven scientifically, that your body will be healthier and, and less susceptible to disease and, and sickness and everything that goes along with it if you fast three days, water only fast, three days twice a year. I'm like, duh. God told us that a long time ago. That there's a reason why, why God's people are called to fast. So healthy... Um, spiritually, emotionally, living, God God wants for you and I to take a day to honor Him, a day for rest. And that, and that we should, each one of us. You know, and if we're working all the time and we're, we're busy all the time, we're doing stuff all the time, we're not going to get ahead, we're going to miss it. You know, it's interesting. There was a, a study um, on for kids, and this is old, you know, but it's still valid. And they asked kids, and they, they asked them in a language that the kids would understand. But basically the question was, do you want from your parents quality time or quantity time? Now, my answer when I heard that was, well, they want quality time. 70% of the kids said quantity. They just wanted to be with their parents more. You, you know, the reality is too, right? And kids, kids that are abused or kids that act up to get attention, that whole thing where kids want attention, whether it's good or bad, they don't care. I don't care if you're, you're beating on them or if you're at Disneyland with them. They want attention. And, and the, same, the same concept was true with our kids that they wanted quantity time. Because in quantity time, guess what happens? Quality happens. And, and you know what? We live in a society today, myself included, totally guilty. I always think, you know, like, I just got to get some quality time with the, with the boys. You know, I, you know, I need some quality time with them. So what happens? Like, I got an afternoon. I'm going to have quality time with the boys. I get them together. And I'm like, hey, how was your day, guys? What? We're going to have some quality time today. And, and they're like, fine. They're really? Like, what'd you do? Nothing. This is quality time. Like, you, you talk to me. Like, let's hang out. Like, let's have some quality time. And it gets stressful. And then before you know it, I'm like, you know, and, and I'm trying to rush and make this quality time cram into this this little slot that I've I've, la- I've set aside for my my family and my boys, and and it just doesn't work. But quantity time, just being with them, man, just 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 taking them when I go someplace. If I'm going to get in the car and run somewhere, hey, you know, jump in, let's go, and just just being with me and spending time and doing stuff. And we're driving to the grocery store. And my son says, hey, Dad, can I tell you about what happened at school yesterday? I'm kind of bummed out, you know, this thing happened and this kid did this to me. And I was like, yeah, son, you know, and talk it through and, and love on him. And we had some real quality time. And it wasn't that half hour that I programmed into his life that I wanted this quality time. It was quantity. And, and the Sabbath is, is, a, is a day of the week in our lives to, to slow down to 
you know, for you ladies, if, if you, you know, I know you have, if you're, you know, have your house chores you do or whatever you do or ladies at work or whatever, you know, you know, for my wife, she, she, she wants to get the laundry done once a week and have it all done. And she's got three boys that, that really don't want her to do that, you know, and don't want her to accomplish that. And, um, but you know that you can, right? We can, and I, we could be at home on, on our Sabbath. And for us, we, we observe a Sabbath on Sunday. It's our church day. As a family, we go to church on Sunday. We always have. My boys have never, you know, it's never been an option in our house. We don't wake up on Sabbath or on Sunday morning, what I call Sabbath for us, and say, hey, what are we going to do today? You know, kind of helps that I'm the pastor. But, you know, when I wasn't the pastor and I wasn't preaching every Sunday, it's not an option. We, we, we go to church on Sunday. That's what we do. And then, you know, it, I was thinking about this today and as I was studying for some of this. It's like one of the functions that just naturally don't think about it, but we as a family, two, three Sundays a month, we go out to lunch after, after, after church on Sundays. And I'm thinking, you know, that's pretty cool. That, that's, that's at least once a, once a week where we as a family and sometimes with friends and sometimes just with us, where we go out and we, we, have, we have lunch together and we hang out. And that's only built in because of our, our lifestyle of, of being in church on Sundays. And, um, you know, and for so many people, you know, if you don't go to church, you're secular people, then that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen regularly and, and often. And, and then Sundays are a day where we, you know, it's, it's, we should have a day. And not that you can't go home and throw a load of laundry. And not that you can't go home and mow the grass or, you know. The, and, and that's unfortunately what, where, where the law comes in. You know, where, 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 where people say, you know, you, you, you stay in your church clothes all day and don't go out to eat after and, and, and go home and don't mow your grass because then God is pleased. And then you've, you know, you, 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 does God have like a checkboard or something in heaven with your name? And like Sunday, okay, like. Well, you took your clothes off at six instead of seven. Okay, that's like a A minus. Oh, I don't know. You pulled some weeds in the backyard. A. Oh, I don't know. You know, like you drove through the drive-thru. I saw that B. And you get a grade every Sunday. And then based on what your grade is, it's like, really? The, the, the concept and the heart, it's not a checklist. God doesn't got grading you on how well you did. It's more of a... Maybe if he is, he's looking at the whole year. And, and in this year, did you take a day a week to spend time with me, to be with your family, to take a day of rest? Because God has laid out for you and for me a day of rest that's about healthy living, about Christian living, about putting him first. And when you take that day and you make Sunday, and, and if Sunday's your Sabbath, maybe you work on Sunday and Sunday's not your Sabbath, and you need to pick a day, you know, for some of the pastors, and I, I don't quite have this down in my family, but I know a lot of my, not a lot, some of my pastor friends have another day of the week. And it's, um, for one of my friends, it's Friday. And Friday is their family day. So on Friday, they, phones go off, TVs go off, and, and it's just, it's every week. And, and, and he finishes his sermons on Thursday. And then Friday is his day to be with the family. And Saturday is usually something going on with church or busy or doing something. And then Sunday. But Friday is the day that they pick. And on Friday, they make that day once a week about just being a family and spending some time with the Lord and, and about a Sabbath day. Is that the hook? I thought that was my wife going to open that door. I saw the door open. I was waiting to see some redhead come out and go. She's back there watching the kids today. So, um... So 
So I think, you know, I think the principle of Sabbath, you guys, and again, sorry for the just rushing through all this stuff. I had a stuff to lay out. I was going to go through some of those scriptures for you. If you did write them down, Colossians chapter 2, Romans 14, Matthew 12, and Acts 16 are a couple. You can go in your concordance. You know, the funny thing is the word Sabbath is not in the New Testament a ton. It is in the Gospels, but then it, it stops like in Acts for some reason. There's a couple places after that. And so um, the principle is, is putting God first and, and, and scheduling it into our week, taking a day to rest too. You know, God, God wants you to rest. You know, maybe you take a nap. You know, maybe God's more honored in my nap Sunday afternoon than he is in my sermon. <laughs> you guys are like, yeah, probably. <laughs> um you know, in, in that, just that, that, that that's not dishonoring the Lord. It's, it's something that God wants me to do. And God set the example, right? What did, how, how, did, how did God lay out the model for us? Creation. In six days he created, and what did he do on the seventh day? Did, you know, some of you guys say, well, you know, I'm not tired on Sundays. I got a lot of energy. I'm one of those go-getters, and, you know, I can't just sit around and do nothing on Sunday. Well, do, do you think God was like, pooped. I think he was like, oh man, I'm tuckered. I need a day to put my feet up, you know, creating the Alps and creating those mountains and the whales, man. I just tired. I just need a day to rest. When it says God created in seventh day and then he rested, is that what it means? His muscles were sore and he took a, he was tired. And so he put his feet up and rested on Sunday. No, God didn't get tired. He, did he run out of creativity? Man, I just cannot think of another animal to create. He didn't run out of creativity, right? He could have continued to create, and, and which he's doing now. Jesus said for 2,000 years, Jesus has been in heaven creating. But, but he picked a point where enough was enough. And then, and then he rested from his work. He stopped doing his work. He didn't necessarily go take a nap. He didn't, he didn't let his muscles rest. He's God, but he, he set an example for us, just like Jesus in baptism. Jesus didn't need to be baptized, but he was baptized for, for example for us. And, and God took a day, a seventh day, to rest as an example for you and I. And so remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Amen? Any questions? Your brain on drugs? Any questions? Oh, that's who I'm after. All right, let's pray. Let's stand. So you're not bound by it, but you're bound by it. Got it? That was clear, right? Clear as mud? You're not legally, technically bound by the law of Moses to follow the Sabbath, but you're bound by it to follow the Sabbath? You should. And it's a blessing. It's intended to be a blessing. You know, it's one of the things really in, with Jesus in the New Testament too that it, it broke his heart oftentimes. There's things that God intended to be a blessing turned out to be man, man just missed it, you know. And, and, and God gave us a day. He prescribed it for us. I mean, what if God said, hey, I want you to work 12 hours, 15 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. How would, is it tape over? That would suck. <laughs> that would stink. Right? And, and, and it's meant to be a blessing for you and me. It's meant to be um, something that's good. So take a day, spend time with your family, spend time with the Lord on that day. We should spend time with our family and Lord every day. But we have a day of our week that's set aside, especially to honor God.
Father God, we thank you so much for this day. God, we thank you for this nation, Lord. We thank you, God, that you love us, Lord, that you've created within our hearts a Sabbath day rest, um, Lord, in a day that we would honor you. Lord, I, I pray that, that um, no one would judge us based on Sabbath because the Apostle Paul says, let no one judge you concerning foods or Sabbaths. And so, Lord, that, that we wouldn't judge other people on, on which day they observe and how they observe that we would just get out a mirror and know that, Lord, it's a prescription that you laid out for us to be healthy, to, to love you and to be a blessing. And, and, Lord, help us on our Sabbaths. Lord, help us to hear from you. And, Lord, give us opportunities to spend quantity and quality time with our kids and our family. And, God, help us to, for our kids to open up to us. And help us, Lord, as fathers, as mothers, just to be there so that when that time comes, when they want to talk and they're, they're ready to share, or they have something heavy on their heart, that, that we're, our ears are open and we're able to listen. Lord, I pray that you would help us as parents to um, just to, to be friends with our kids when they need it and to love them and to, um, Lord, just encourage them and support them. And, and Lord, that you've built this Sabbath day rest as a part of that, as a part of family, as a part of um, relationships, Lord, as a part of honoring you and spending time with you and being together as a family. And so, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everyone's head, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you.